of the June and Joe show. Today we have a very special guest. It's Michael Ullman. And good morning, Michael and Joe. How are you guys today? Just great. Nice to be here. Doing great, Michael. Thanks so much for joining us. So today we have Michael on the show to talk about a very unique situation that's happening in the San Dieguito Union High School District. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on, Michael? Okay. So I was elected to this high school district. It's the board that's in control of the school district for San Dieguito. About 13,000 students or so, almost a quarter million people live in the district. And that's a five-member board. I was elected last November. But what's interesting is with my election, it's the first time in over 20 years that a majority of the board has been independent and not backed by the teachers' union. And that's caused some interesting dynamics, particularly in this last year as we've attempted to get kids back in school. Uh, many parents in our communities understood the problems of having our kids out of school and wanted to go back to school. But we ran into some uh, political buzzwinds with the unions that I'm sure we'll get into. The most recent uh, event, though, is uh, there's an attempted uh, recall against me. So last week I was served with papers where, backed by the teachers union, they just don't like to lose power. And they don't like a trustee like myself who's independent and asks tough questions. So they're going to try to gain uh, enough signatures to have a recall. So you got elected, what, seven months ago, right? Maybe maybe seven yeah, months ago? Yeah, November 2020. So it's been, uh, I took my seat in mid-December. So I haven't even really been on the job six months yet. Wow. And the teachers union wants to waste a whole bunch of money seeing if people want to reconsider their decision from six months ago, right? Yes, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? I think it shows the level to which retaining control and power is important to, in this case, it's the California Teachers Association, the CTA. Uh, they're one of the biggest lobbying groups in the state, and uh, they like controlling the school districts. Teachers provide a lot of funds to the union, and that can turn around and be used to elect candidates of their choice. And it's a, kind of a political circle there that many of your viewers, I'm sure, and listeners are aware of. A lot of people all oftentimes ask, well, how do we fight the power of the teachers' unions? And my response is usually elect better school boards. And here in this instance, San Diego did elect a better school board. And this is the reaction we're getting from the teachers' unions. So I think it kind of proves that my answer was correct, um, but that they are relentless. So um, you know, I think it's proof in the pudding that you have so much support from parents um, and that you fought so tirelessly to get their kids back in school. And now it's unfortunate that the union is doing this to you. Um, what do you think are the biggest challenges facing you in the months to come? Well, certainly preventing this potential election from happening has to be our number one challenge. Not only is this the first independent board in over 20 years, it's the first time the board has really had a focus as its number one priority on parents and students. That's why we're here, where we have public education to educate the kids of our community. That means they have to be first and foremost uh, in our views. So uh, that's why what our challenge is gonna be is to prevent this recall election from happening. Uh, it's gonna be a challenge, it's 20%. We're not being invaded here. Helicopter flies right over. Apologies for that. But uh, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a big challenge for them to get 20% of the signatures. But what's been heartening to me the most is 
the response that I've had from parents in the community. Uh, I would have any of your listeners go to my website, which is Almond for School Board. That's A-L-L-M-A-N for schoolboard.com and read the testimonials that are there from parents. This has been an extremely rough year for many people, but students in particular being locked out of their classroom. The learning loss is so far, it hasn't really been measured. We don't know how big it's going to be. We're going to have to fix that problem. I think we're behind the worst of it. We'll get ready for next year. Was there something in particular that you did that um, I'll give you credit for, for pissing off the unions or <laughs> was it was it just they see you as kind of a long-term threat? They see how you've asked the tough questions during this challenging year and, and had students and, and parents in mind and they want to try and knock you out early or is there, is there kind of a flashpoint you, could, you can pinpoint as, as really the cause of this? So I think it really at its fundamental level is uh, the loss of power and a trustee who's independent and puts parents and students' interests first. Uh, but there clearly are, was some flashpoints. So one in particular, the biggest one was around back to school. Um, we had COVID come in and the public schools in particular, many of them were not allowed to reopen when private schools were. And as it became from September to October, November, it was clear that uh, we can open schools safely and that children in particular are less susceptible to the virus and they don't spread it and schools aren't vectors of spreading the virus. In spite of that science, the teachers union supported a position that they just don't want to go back to school for the rest of the school year. And when we pushed back in a modest way, just early in January, go back one day per week, just one day in the classroom, fully masked, six foot of distance, all the requirements we need, the union pushed back. They just did not want to have any more to do with the entire school year. Now we know what the cost of that is with our kids and learning loss and social emotional problems. Uh, so I'd say that was uh, certainly a flashpoint and also just being outspoken and asking the tough questions. I was not afraid to appoint right at the union, who, by the way, the day after, believe it or not, the day after the board passed the resolution to go back just one day per week, the union school, uh, uh, sued our school district. They went to court to try to stop us from opening our schools, even just one day per week, and managed to extort, there's no better term, a settlement for a three-week pause to not open the schools, which gave the, shows you how powerful the teachers union is in California, it gave them a chance to lobby Governor Newsom to prevent the schools from opening at that point. So what turned into a, a three-week hiatus, what was a three-week hiatus, turned into a two- or three-month hiatus. It wasn't until just a couple months ago we were able to finally get the kids back in school. And I must say, at, at the option of the parents, no one's forced to go to school. We had dual paths. You can stay home and do distance learning if that was for you. Maybe your family's immunocompromised in some way. But at least have a choice for students to be able to get back into the classroom. They just didn't want to cooperate at all. But now I think, uh, Joe and June, it's becoming uh, just a cause for them now. It's almost that anything I propose, whether it's having graduation ceremonies in person or having uh, other in-person events or looking at the curriculum for next year. It's almost anything I propose they're against. Uh, they just don't like con losing control. That's the bottom line. So are the schools in your district right now open full-time, five days a week, full, five full days, or what's the status as this year comes to a close? No, we had to compromise, unfortunately, four days per week. So one day per week, each of the schools is off where it's distance learning only. 
The other four days per week, the teachers are in the classrooms teaching to both using what's called a concurrent method, teaching to both the students who are in the classroom and teaching concurrently over Zoom or the internet to the students who choose to remain at home. So four days a week, I had to give up on five. It just wasn't happening. Too much pushback. Uh, We have, though, committed to full time, five days a week, normal bell schedule for the next school year. Michael, I've I've known you now for several years, and uh, for those that that uh, that may not know you, um, you are not doing this job uh, for the money. Uh, you you don't you don't need it. Uh, you are committed to public service, and I and that's when we first met several years ago. Um, a lot of people may not realize that you're the first in your family to go to college, and I'm sure uh, education is uh, particularly important to you in your own life's experience. With this headache that you're dealing with now, I mean, why the school board? What what really motivated you to run for this position? And and uh, obviously, why do you why do you still want to continue it for the rest of your term, which is almost the entire term? Right. Well, those are great questions, and it is fundamentally a belief that at the base of my success was a good education. Uh, although my father and mother and their parents didn't have the opportunity to complete a four year degree in a university, uh, as the oldest son of my father and mother. Uh, I was the first to graduate from a four-year college. And that level of education and additional, uh, both master's degree formally, but also on-the-job training and learning throughout life, uh, showed me that there's certain behaviors that our kids learn in schools when taught properly uh, that can serve you for the rest of your life. Uh, The ability to learn for yourself, a lifelong love of learning, how to communicate well, Um, finding an interest and working it through. All of those things are really the base of the successful business career that I've had had in my career. So when I look back, how can I give back? I thought education would be the right way to go. Uh, I smile because, yes, it's not a volunteer position. They do pay a grand total of $400 per month to the board members. Uh, But I half-jokingly say that with the 40 or sometimes 60 hours a week that I'm putting in, I'm making about $1.65 an hour. Uh, I, I, it's interesting that, uh, back in, uh, when I was 16 years old, bussing tables, that was the same rate that I earned in the restaurant. Yeah. So that's how I thought I chose to give back to the community. We have a great community here. We have a very good base to work from. We've got a good school district. There's always more we can do. And as you peel back to the onion, uh, I found places where we can, we can definitely improve. Uh, but we got the basis of a really good school district where kids can uh, that are right for college can get to into fantastic colleges around the country. And those who choose trades or other technical professions, everybody has to find their own way. I'm giving back to the community through education. Well, there's so many other questions that I could ask you, but we have a time limit. So um, I think what I really am curious about is because I saw you running your campaign pre-COVID and kind of your plans for the school district um, when you were announcing your candidacy for school board at first, um, what are the most drastic, I guess, um, things that you wanted to accomplish before that have been roadblocked by COVID and this whole battle with the teachers union? Yes. So there's a number of things. Uh, I ran on an ABC platform. So A is for academic excellence and B was for budget accountability and C was for community collaboration. So things that are in those buckets, uh, balancing our budget, 
the, the district has had a three to $5 million or so budget deficit every year. And our reserves are now down below where our targets are. So in a few more years at that rate, we'll be out of money. And then what happens to public education? So we have to solve our, our budget problems. And there's so much we could do in the community. For example, our district doesn't have a formal aquatics program. All of the kids who are learning or participating in water polo or swimming or diving have to go to other pools around the community. Often that means getting up at five o'clock in the morning to make your swim lessons or staying late at night. Number of things like that, uh, baseball fields, a lot of athletic things we can improve on. One of the biggest challenges we're going to have is the curriculum. Uh, there's a number of pushes for new and different curriculum that are becoming up in the uh, next school year that parents really want to have a voice on. And I want to be their voice on the board to ensure that there's a full airing of what the changes to any curriculum really mean. For too long, parents have been shut out of the equation. They haven't had a voice at the table. Now with an independent board, and certainly from my voice, I represent the parents. We created a Facebook group of parents of the San Diego Union District, and now there's 2,000 parents in that group wow. that discuss everything from what we're going to do to graduation, whether or not there'll be a mask policy next year, curriculum, pools. It, it's just really, uh, for the first time, parents are engaged in what's happening at the district level. And that's what the unions don't want to see. Right, Joe? <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I mean, some of them, at least the leadership. And, you know, Michael, I'm sure you have lots of history of, of working well with with people, uh, with unions. And uh, I'm sure, you know, those that those teachers and those that are union members that want to keep our kids and our parents uh, in mind in terms of their priorities, you, you work very well with, I'm sure. It's only those. Well, that, that, that's an interesting point you bring up, Joe. So yeah. uh, I, I ran a business where we had 5,000 members of a union. I know how to do deals. And I do recognize that we need the best teachers and the most energetic and highly qualified and know how to impart knowledge on our kids. And we have many of them. But it, it is a distinction. There is a distinction between the teachers in our district broadly. There's over 600 of them and the union leadership. The union leadership cares about money, power, control. The teachers, the good teachers in our district care about how they do their jobs to optimize the learning for the students. So I am pro-teacher. I had teachers in my family. We can't have good education without high quality teachers. It's the petty politics of the teachers union that is a problem. Before we go, Absolutely. Mike, can you give out your website address real quick? Almond for school board. That's A-L-L-M-A-N and then spell out for F-O-R schoolboard.com. You'll hear some testimonials or read some testimonials when you go there uh, of parents, and that's what makes it worthwhile. So, Joe, when you ask why are you doing this, go to allmanforschoolboard.com and read the parent testimonials. They're very heart-moving. That's, that's why I'm here. Well, awesome. Well, Mike, about out of time, but thank you so much, Mike, for being on the show, and um, we will talk to you real soon. Thank you both. Thank you.